朋友们，大家好。Hello, friends. Welcome to Spiritual Wai Mai. 欢迎来到属灵外卖 ，delivering the spiritual food to you wherever you are. 无论你在何处，我们为你速递属天灵粮。This spiritual Wai Mai is a part of a series entitled "Mission Accomplished: The Mission of Jesus Christ, as Told by Matthew and Now Lived Out by You and Me." Up to Jerusalem. From the Old Testament time to the New Testament time, and even today, when people traveled to Jerusalem, they say they are going up to Jerusalem. This going up is both both physical and spiritual. Jerusalem is not only situated on a mountain known as Mount Zion, but to the west is the Mediterranean Sea at sea level, of course, and to the east is the Dead Sea, the lowest point on Earth. No matter from what direction you approach Jerusalem, you will literally be going up. Jerusalem is also the home of the Lord's holy temple, so those who go up to Jerusalem ascend to a holy place. Psalm chapter twenty-four, verses three and four: Who may ascend the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand on His holy place? The one who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not trust in an idol or swear by a false god. Heading into the final week before his death on the cross, Jesus and his disciples went up to Jerusalem. As their feet took them to higher altitude, Jesus's eyes were lifted to his high calling. Some of his disciples' eyes were lifted too, but they were thinking about how they could ascend to a high position in Jesus's kingdom. What they didn't realize was that in order to rise to that high position in God's kingdom, you first have to go low, and Jesus was going to lead by example. As he lowered himself to death on a cross before he was raised up to life, Matthew chapter twenty verses seventeen to nineteen. Now Jesus was going up to Jerusalem. On the way, he took the twelve aside and said to them, "We are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and the teachers of the law. They will condemn him to death and will hand him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and flogged and crucified." On the third day, he will be raised to life. One step closer to suffering. As he walked up to Jerusalem, his feet brought him closer and closer to his destiny. He clearly laid out for the disciples not only what was going to happen to him, but who was going to do it. As he spoke to them, he used ominous verbs with increasing decrees of darkness: delivered, condemned, mocked, flogged. Crucified. Despite the suffering awaiting him in Jerusalem, he was determined to continue to go up. He knew exactly what he was doing. The disciples, on the other hand, had a sense of foreboding and bewilderment as to what was ahead. In the Gospel of Mark's retelling of the story, Mark describes the disciples as astonished and the people following afraid. Mark chapter ten, verse thirty-two. They were on their way up to Jerusalem, with Jesus leading the way, and the disciples were astonished, while those who were following were afraid. Again, he took the twelve aside and told them what was going to happen to him. Seeking a position, the disciples followed him up to Jerusalem, despite their astonishment. They must have sensed something significant was about to happen, because two of his closest disciples, James and John, 
and their mother approached Jesus with a bold and somewhat audacious request. Matthew chapter 20 verses 20 to 23. Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to Jesus with her sons and, kneeling down, asked a favor of him. What is it you want? he asked. She said, Grant that one of these two sons of mine may sit at your right and the other at your left in your kingdom. You don't know what you're asking, Jesus said to them. Can you drink the cup I'm going to drink? We can, they answered. Jesus said to them, You will indeed drink from my cup, but to sit at my right or left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared by my Father. When the mother came to him, Jesus asked her a simple question. What do you want? What she wanted was a high position for her sons, but Jesus was quick to point out that a high position in his kingdom would come at a great price. Were they willing to join him in suffering? They immediately said yes. It was true, they would suffer. James was the first disciple to lose his life for the gospel. He was killed by the sword. John was the disciple who would live the longest, but he would be exiled for his faith to the island of Patmos. As you can imagine, this request for special seating in the kingdom to come did not sit well with the other disciples. But when they grumbled about it, Jesus did not take either side, neither defending nor rebuking James and John. Instead, he instructed them on how to ascend to the coveted high position. Matthew chapter 20, verse 24 to 28. When the ten heard about this, they were indignant with the two brothers. Jesus called them together and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Go low to go high. God's kingdom is completely different from kingdoms of this world. Non-believing rulers retain their high position by holding their power with a heavy hand and exercising authority. This is not how Jesus' high officials would rise to a place of honor. To rise up in God's kingdom, one must first go low. Jesus said those in high places in his kingdom would be servants and slaves. A servant, diakonos in the original Greek, is one who executes the commands of another. In the Bible, this title is given to those who serve kings and also those who serve common people. In the early church, the title servant was used to describe those who worked in the church, such as Paul, Apollos, Timothy, Tychius, Epaphras, and Phoebe. The early church leaders took Jesus' words seriously and viewed themselves as servants. Using the word slave, duolos in the original Greek, Jesus made it clear that his kingdom was like no kingdom on earth, for the New Testament meaning of slave is one who gives himself up to another's will with disregard to his own interests. Jesus loved to use slaves as key characters in his parables. This term was one of Paul's 
favorite descriptions of himself at the start of his letters to the churches. To be great in God's kingdom, we must become servants and slaves, ready to execute the commands of our master Jesus and to give ourselves up to his will. In this low position, we will be raised up to serve at his side in his greatness. Do you view yourself as a servant and slave in God's kingdom? As he shared this upside-down approach to greatness, I wonder if the disciples were pondering his previous words, delivered, condemned, mocked, flogged, crucified. Could they have imagined that this would be the chosen path leading to Jesus' destiny to serve and give his life as a ransom for many? This passage begins with Jesus speaking of his destiny to lower himself to give his life as a ransom for many. The sons of Zebedee then request a high position in his kingdom. Jesus explains that only the lowest servant and slave in his kingdom would have a high position. Finally, he reminds them that he himself took this low position. As his followers, we are also called to go low and serve in this position. He will lift us up. Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 to 11. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Thanks for having some spiritual limey with us. We hope that you liked it and that it fed your soul. And we hope you come back for some more. We love ya.